welcome to this episode of Onside Punt. You've reached the week 18, which is the final week of the regular season. We have nine teams already heading to the playoffs. We have 12 already eliminated. So that leaves us with 11 CAD fighting for the oh. last of the spots in the playoffs. As always, I'm Joe Cad. How are you, man? Mate, I'm good. I'm good and uh, feeling, feeling anxious, excited. It's the last week of the season. I can't believe we're here already, honestly. But how do you really feel about week 18? Because it is the, <laughs> probably, you know, you've got your red hot tipping comp coming up. You've mm-hmm. got, I know you've got a fantasy coming up as well, which I've, I've got a little side bet for you as well. I'm okay. going to prom- promote that right, right, right at the end. So save yourself for that. <laughs> but we've got, um, it's a mixed bag because, you know, teams have got the luxury of resting players. So how do you, how are you really feeling? I think it's, it is a bit like the Wildlands and you've got to have a, kind of a fair amount of guessing going on here because as you say the best teams are resting players we don't exactly know who's starting for them and then they're also up against teams who are resting and some teams who are just out for revenge who want to drag them down they're eliminated and they want to drag them down to the pit so there's another fury kind of going on in the balance of competition here when i sort of look at week 18 it's like a glance and i see all the clubs as a face and i see i try and see how the emotion of the team and i've got some angry ones you know you got the bears that you know they're looking to take anyone with them yep. you got the ravens so chill san fran so chill clinch one seed yep. you know they got to buy they got time to chill they're out. They're already having a little relax. And then you've got others that are just panicking. Oh, one of my, my one yeah. of my favorite games this week, I think, is Ra- uh, Raiders Broncos, who have nothing to play for except absolute fury and revenge. And they, it's an interdivisional as well. They hate each other. They just. Want I think that's where you can find a lot of joy in week eighteen. Yeah, there is just like the it's the last chance for some to just prove something, <laughs> and it's like they've got nothing to prove, <laughs> but they'll still <laughs> try and prove something. And I just think it's a it's quite a joyous weekend, but you've really got to look at it because it can it can sneak up on you and it can it can knock you out of a tipping comp or any or a fantasy comp if you've if they've let you run this late so yeah it is it is a rare one with my fantasy comp i've never played in week 18 but and you shouldn't and i should (laughs) well for me it's coming up pretty good because i think the other guy is playing i think his lead quarterback is lamar and i'm pretty confident he's just been named on the bench for week 18 so everything's coming up cad which is great All right, what we're going to do though because we're going to run through a lot of teams that are fighting for uh, contention here is just a little disclaimer on the playoffs. So there are multiple ways that some of the teams that are still in the hunt can clinch a playoff spot. Usually includes them winning and then one other team losing that is in their own conference. Doesn't mean that's the team they're up against for sure. That is the simplest way though. But being the NFL, there are multiple super complex scenarios that can still get them in the playoffs. A lot of those end with ties. So we're not really going to go into that, homie, because... They are so convoluted. It can be, okay, you need to win. Three other teams need to tie and one needs to lose and you can make it. We're not going to wash you up with that because it's just unrealistic. Yeah, we we made we made the decision that we don't want, want to hurt your brain this close <laughs> after you know Christmas, New Year's. You don't need that pressure. If a tie happens, come back to us and we'll tell you what it means. Exactly okay, right. that was, it's as easy as that. So <laughs> we're not going to factor it in here, but I think it's a smart move because it, it just complicates it tenfold yeah absolutely and uh well you know i think our tipping comp which has been amazing this season and i can't wait to it for it to expand next season we're at the pointy end of things homie how are you feeling because i know you're up the top there oh 
it's it's a bang on bus kind of week, the old week eighteen. Mm-hmm. And I know uh, I'm sitting in second, but only on um, points differential. Yeah, let's go with that. Yep, yeah, yep. yeah, and margins. So I don't know whether to go for it now or just or just hold on and see if someone else <laughs> like goes rogue. I feel like people might go rogue or they just might make a mistake on week eighteen. That's where you can get caught out. Yeah, but, uh, you gotta you gotta. I reckon, despite what we say you've got to go check out these starting lineups because people can be out. They might play their starters for a quarter or half a game as well, even the best teams. So you just got to be I careful. Even, I didn't even trust. I went into the press conferences. I was seeing what the coaches were saying. <laughs> I don't even trust them at the moment. Like this is how, <laughs> this is week 18 for you. And then so are you really going to play them? Are you really going to play hard? That's go a game on. time decision. That's a game time decision. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's, yeah, you a lot, know. there's a lot towing the line, Cad. <laughs> But maybe we should dive into those teams that we think will be resting some players. All right, homie, as you said, we're going to dive into the teams, the top teams who are already clinched, but are resting their players going into this week. And I'm going to kick off with Ravens versus Steelers. This game's coming to you guys Sunday, 8.30 a.m. Australia time, which is very exciting. Steelers visiting the Ravens keep any hope of their playoff chances alive to make it to the wildcard rounds they have to win and either buffalo or jacksonville have to lose their game so it's all on the line here homie steelers have made their decision though to keep a now healthy kenny pickett on the bench and start mason rudolph to give them the best chance of a win here i think that's the right call i think you know evidence is stacked against them there right well that's that's the best decision bringing rudolph has just given them an advantage to go back He's given them the consistency allowed to run a heavy run offense, but they've got enough threats because he's consistent mm. that they're just putting up great performances. The, the last three weeks with him, or two weeks with him at the helm, they've really just blown that offense back up again. So yeah. it's a keep it going and a re- real hot chance here with the Ravens resting everyone. I think so. Yeah, look, the, the Ravens, they've clinched the AFC number one seed. They get to skip the wild cards, get the home game advantage. They're not playing for anything here. Unless, I don't know, they feel kind of, they just want to knock the Steelers out. Like, that's an interdivisional round as well. Like, they could just be hating on them and want them to be knocked out. But I don't think that's in their best interest. The only thing, the only factor I was like sort of sliding into my mind was, is that these players might be playing for a berth in the playoffs. So, you know, if you've got an opportunity now, how hard would you play? Yeah. Like, Tyler Hartley wants to show that I am the backup if I'm needed. Yeah, I am. You know, and you've got those secondary defenders that are probably thinking, no, no, give me this spot because I'm. If you need me, I'm going to be there. So that's the only factor. But you put the balance of the Steelers. You know, they should they shouldn't really go that hard. The Ravens and I think the Steelers should take this and give themselves a real hot chance of making it. Well, that's it. Yeah. Look, Lamar's out. Tyler Huntley is in. I'm going Steelers here for that exact reason. I'm still worried. Like, I think that the Ravens will still be aggressive. Uh, and it's not like John Harbour, the head coach, to just take things easy. I don't think that's going to be their method here. But Steelers, they're playing for it all. Tomlin won't go down without a fight. I'm going to back the Steelers here. Same with me as well there. So rolling on to the Chiefs versus the Chargers. Now, this is uncomfortable. The Chargers are going in favourites. <laughs> oh, no. What it's been, it's been a while. Here? It's been a minute. <laughs> uh, that's because the Chiefs have also clinched their playoffs berth and they've got nothing to win out of this. They can't go up or down. 
So they're going to rest a, f- a fair chunk of their players. I don't think they should personally. I think they should use this as a training drill because they need to fix some stuff up, which is, uh, you know. Just the basics, really. Just catching. Yeah. Yeah. Just some general catching drills, you know, you know, just just the general stuff that could be really handy. So another really uncomfortable game. It, these are uncomfortable, Cat, because it's like uh, you're going against everything you've taught yourself over this season. <laughs> Uh, with this one, because of that as well, I'll be going the Chargers. You're going the Bulls? The oh, that's exciting. Yeah, it's, good, it's a good feeling, though, to go to Chargers, isn't it? This late in the season, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they'll definitely win week 18. Um, I don't, it's still so uncomfortable for me, but I I will go the Chargers, I guess. I, I still don't like it, though. I just No, nah, I really, I've got to check in. We haven't obviously seen the team list from the Chiefs, but I do want to check in to see if they don't use the first or second quarter as a training drill. Because mm-hmm. I think they. I feel like they might a little bit. I kind you know, of, just yeah, to, unlike other teams, I get that feeling as well that they are going. Yeah. But I think, you know, you'd be scared because the one thing that the Chargers can do is put sacks on a quarterback. Yeah, that's right. Khalil, Khalil Mack is, uh, I don't think he's in my bonus list, but he, he could be hunting a few. He's had a great season. So, yeah, yeah maybe not there. All right, moving it on. The 49ers are hosting their regular season closer against the Rams. Both teams have clinched their playoff spot here. The Niners are number one. The NFC clinching that wild card bye week, and the Rams have clinched a wild card spot. Both of these teams have nothing left to achieve in the regular season, which means they're both likely going to be resting starters, which raises a lot of questions, Holmes, because we have no idea who's going to be taking the field. We'll likely see Sam Darnold or Brandon Allen take the field for the Niners. I was kind of thinking, though, the way that this season's been going and we know what happened before the playoffs for the Niners last year, I'd even be hesitant to play my second-tier quarterback. Like, I'd play yeah, my third point, stringer. Actually. Yeah. What do you that's think? Not, that is not, that's not dumb. Maybe you should send that out to the coaches because that's good thinking. <laughs> You're Actually, that's really good. Like, with nothing in there. Uh, the Rams do have a little bit to play for, which I'm surprised they're sort of saying they're not going to Yeah, gonna so they, they've named that Carson Wentz will be out there and not Matt Stafford. Yeah, because they can still slide to, I think, sixth spot, fifth mm-hmm. or sixth. They can slide They can slide in position. But I guess they're saying us healthy is much more of an advantage than us uh, injuring someone than going on the road. Totally. So they're yeah. going on the road anyway. They might as well take their best team. So yeah. it's a very strategic thing here. But then you've got two teams resting. So now it's like, oh, yeah. where's the balance? Even with Carson Wentz in, who's he throwing it to for the Rams? Like we always talk about three players. We talk about... Well, besides Stafford, Cup, Nakua, and Kyron Williams. You're not going to run Cup out there, are you? No, no right. because he's, he's getting... Gonna... He's, hard, he's hard enough as it is yeah. in a regular game. A slight breeze game. might in, like, injure Cooper at this point. Puka's been questionable before every game for like four weeks with his broken toe. I don't think they'll put him out there. I, just, I think I'm going nine is here just because I assume their depth is better. But yeah. Who knows, honestly? I agree. It's the Niners with the depth. I just think the Rams have grown on a team of four players. They'll rest all four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Simple as that for me. It's funny though saying that even I'm not like concerned that the Rams only can rely on four players. I still think that they're actually going to be a problem in the playoffs for a lot of teams. Yeah, <laughs> that's good, isn't it? Yeah, I do. I, I mean, I reckon the Rams could be a rule. We'll, have, we'll wait for the. We're gonna. We'll have to get our disruptor tags for the playoffs. Maybe one each. But yeah, they're they're a good contender. They are. I they like could that. really mess some teams up. They could really mess some teams up. I've got the Lions and the Vikings at the next game. We could have slid this out into the general games because the Lions will play this one properly. Mm. Um, we've seen that they can go to number two seed, which is 
I don't really see a massive advantage of this, but they're going to play the season out. Coach, uh, Coach Dan Campbell, his philosophy of resting players is pretty simple, Kat. Uh, when we're done with the season, they'll go have a rest. That's it. <laughs> well, you and I were talking like a couple of days ago. I was like, I just can't imagine Dan Campbell doing this because he's so aggressive with it all. It's like, you know, we don't stop playing until we stop playing. You know, man doesn't care. And I feel like they want to wipe out last week's event as well. Oh, yeah. It's like, we need to clean this slate. And it's, uh, but the Vikings pushed them a couple of weeks ago, just only a couple of weeks ago. It could be a very interesting game. And this one has a lot of, the other factor in this sort of last round is the stats. Like we've got a lot of people on the cusp of a thousand in this game. Oh yeah, uh, like Jameer Gibbs, Amamra, Saint, uh, Saint Brown, uh, Montgomery is nine seventy five on the ground. They're all around that, and Justin Justin Jefferson is one hundred and twenty five away from a thousand. How's that possible when he's played like four games this year? Wow. Unbelievable. So there is a little bit of a factor here that I just think they'll be throwing it down really hard to get these. Uh, to get this yardage up. I'm going to take the Lions here because I do think they'll play properly. And I think the Vikings can leave their minute percentage chance of making the playoffs at the door. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with you here. I'm going to have to back Lions. You know, why wouldn't you if they're going to be playing for it all? One of the few games you actually can feel that way, I think. Yeah, I was like, oh, thanks, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate you, buddy. Always, always looking. You're so aggressive. But it's controlled theory this week. Yeah, he loves controlled yes. theory. Yeah, it's, a, it's yeah. a scary term from Dan Campbell. It's all in response to that refs call last week, which is uh, still going on in the uh, background of the league. Moving it on, though, we're going to go to the Bengals, who host the Browns this week. The Bengals now eliminated from playoff contention, and the Browns, who have secured their wildcard slot. Bengals are just playing, and I don't know if it matters to them, homie, but they're just playing for a winning season here. Uh Maybe it's more important, though, the Bengals have not won one game this year against a divisional opponent. Isn't that wild? That is crazy. Yeah, not one game has turned, even when Joe was in. uh, But we know they had that slow start, and then they had the complicated thing with quarterbacks. The Browns likely resting up for the wild card, so key players should be out. Opens up their defense a little bit, limits their offensive dominance. Again, check out the starting list of players before this game. I'm going to go Bengals, I think, on this one, despite the magic seeming to fade from Jake Browning. Uh, it could go either way, but I just think the Bengals have an opportunity here where the Browns should be really resting their players. Yeah, the Browns should be aggressively resting their players here. I, I can't see offense or defense playing. I think they'll rest the majority, and I think it'll give the advantage to the Bengals, who should try and win. So let's yeah. let's put the let's put it on the team that we think will try and win. So the Bengals all the way. Yeah, let's go Bengals. All right, Cad. That's a wrap of the the big boys, mm. the ones that have got the luxury of a week of rest. These are two games that have no skin in the game, <laughs> and I don't even know how we address them. Should we just, you know, there is nothing to take away. <laughs> They're just playing for revenge and anger, and I don't know. I mean, for some some teams, it's the last effort from some coaches that want a good spot, or maybe are going to leave this franchise forever. Specifically, Bill Belichick. Maybe it's a farewell party. Maybe we should look at the like these. Maybe change the heading to <laughs> farewell party for the uh, these two teams. Yeah, go for it. Uh, well, the Pats and the Jets. Oh gosh, what a season! Unbelievable, right? <laughs> 
That is dirty. We got the Jets who have just put up nothing at all for the last half of the year, really. Yeah. It's strange because they're not tanking. They're not, it's like, what are they doing actually? Like the, you think you could take advantage. Like a lot of teams are taking advantage of their poor season and got something out of it. I haven't seen the Jets develop anything from, no, from their Because this was never adversity. the game plan. This was never the way to go. This was Aaron Rodgers left. Then the ship suddenly, oh, okay, God, we've got to find someone. Zach Wilson, he'll be our guy. He's our guy. Here's our guy. Turns out he's not our guy and nothing worked out. They couldn't find anything to get anything going. The defense seemed to lack in the end there. How do you see this against the Patriots, though, who are playing for nothing? Who do you think, just on gut feeling, is the better team? Oh, it's Pats. Yeah. They've actually put up pretty good performances the last two weeks. They've actually been putting points up. So they've been over 20, I think, in both games. So it's unusual for the Pats. And it's, I feel like, you know, I feel like with Bill as well, we should, he needs some respect. <laughs> like, he should not be, but we're not going to give it to him on the show. That's the problem. <laughs> but this uh, this could be his very last game with the Patriots. Like, is he going to go yeah, out for it all, or does he just not care anymore? It's a really hard one. He'll go for it. He's he's a kind of he's a competitor. He can't be in the league this long without being a com- absolute competitor. And the last two weeks tell me that they're the ones that are trying to win. So I'll put them in front of the Jets, who just seem to be wallowing in their misery now. Yeah, I'm going to go Pats here because I think you're right. I think the Jets gave up weeks ago. I think they're they're not playing for much besides the holiday coming up soon. I will go over now to the game I highlighted at the beginning of the episode, the Raiders versus Broncos. The Raiders are hosting as both teams eliminated from the playoff contention. They're now just playing for pride against their divisional rival. Their last matchup ended, this is weeks and weeks ago, by the Raiders winning by one point. So there's not much pedigree here. That was, though, when they both had two starting quarterbacks. So Jared Stidham's now playing all right for the Broncos. He's only had one game behind them. Uh, and now he's going to close out the season. Aiden O'Connell had one of his best performances last week in their loss to the Colts. Still wasn't outstanding in the grand scheme of things, but I can kind of match those two performances together. I mean, I think I like the idea of the Raiders playing for it all this week. Head coach Pierce, or interim head coach Pierce, I should say, he's looking to gather all the evidence as to why he should stay on. I think another thing to add to that list is winning against the Broncos. I think it's a decent statement in their own division. And the pass rush getting to Jared Stidham early as his offensive line couldn't hold back the Chargers last week. I think I'm going to go Raiders here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting with you on the Raiders as well. You just sort of look at these two teams and to the trajectory of the Broncos over the last... Like they're, they feel like a team in turmoil. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to go with the, um, the the Raiders here and they should be able to disrupt this one the, one last time. The only winning, or I guess upside here for the Broncos is they are technically playing for their first winning season since 2015, which is a long, long time. Uh, so they'll be motivated to get that against the Raiders and it'll look a bit better for Sean Payton, but I can't believe they care that much about it if they've benched Russell. They, they know that's a bigger issue for them than this. God, they're copping it in the press though. No one's looking favorably on the Broncos. I've actually, I've, I've, I've getting more angry at them as it's gone on. Actually, uh, it's, it's just a poor, it's poor. Like, there's no reason for it, really. It's a business. Like, you can, you can handle things a bit better than this. I think the comments that I've seen come out, maybe from Dan Olofsky from uh, NFL Live, is that, you know they're classless. This is a classless yeah. move. It's not been done well at all. I just think positives to Russell. Get the hell out of there. You don't want to be under that coach and, and management if they're going to act this way regardless. Oh, he's, he's, he's not faced. He's walking away with his pennies and he's going to get a new club, hopefully. So <laughs> he's thinking, good luck to you all here. Yeah. I'll see you later. Hopefully I'm in a different division. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, homie, we're going over to the teams that are in the hunt. We've got two games here for some contenders who can do it. Mathematically, they can do it. Well, I got the Seahawks versing the Cardinals. So the Seahawks here, they have, if they win, they have a 41% chance of making the playoffs. So that would mean that mm. Green Bay lose for them to make it through. Yeah. Uh, Seattle would be happy they've got the Cardinals. We did see it in the big upset last week, but, you know. I think that would have been a rather upsetting to watch. Yeah, you would have think, oh, come on, can we? <laughs> and they're like, they've been a little, they've been on a, it's been a hard season for the Seahawks. They've been in most games all season. They really dropped off mm. last week in that game against Green Bay when they probably had it. On, the, on their hands. They could have taken the win. It was a bit of a flip of the coin there. I do see the Seahawks taking this one and keeping their slim chances alive. But it should we can't we can't deny these Cardinals. They will put up a they'll put up a fight because they've got nothing to lose either. So it's a good little game here, but I do see the Seahawks winning it, Kev. I think the Seahawks need to look back and say, look, we we stacked our team with rookies and we got a midseason trade and we've made a lot of good progress for the guys that we've got on our squad. I wouldn't be mad if you fell out of the playoffs here and just went to the draft a few rounds earlier and just kind of took what you could get here because they've already built something pretty damn good. Maybe in the next year or two, they get I really want to see what they do quarterback-wise. I think that's where the development of this team could... That's the big yeah, question, isn't we it? We sort of yeah. didn't discuss them in the other when we're talking about the QBs, but they're a team that I'd love to see what they can do because um, they've got to be... They've got to be looking at the development over the next two seasons. They've got a good team there. Well, that's it. You've got a stacked thing of rookies. You've had one year under a veteran for these new rookies, or two years for Gino there recently. Yeah, maybe that is the next step. I hadn't even thought about that. I think that's a really good point, actually. All right, linked to this game, as Holmie said, the Seahawks will need to win and Green Bay will need to lose. Well, Green Bay is up against the Bears and they're hosting in another edition of this long-standing rivalry. Packers are looking for this playoff spot. If they win, they go straight through. However, there are five other scenarios that put them in the playoffs without a win, mostly including if three other NFC teams all lose this week. The Bears and the Bears fans eliminated from playoff contention still very much hate the Packers and would be hungry for a chance to drag them down out of contention. I think this is kind of my favorite Week 18 scenario because these guys are well-matched and there's a lot of heat and revenge in this one. The Bears currently on a bit of a roll. They flattened the Cardinals and the Falcons in the past two weeks. Khalil Herbert, Justin Fields are in running up a storm. And since addition of sweat, as we said last episode, their defensive lines look so much better. And I think that's something that could actually quite torture and get under Jordan Love's skin. Where does this game come from? Well, well <laughs> no way that this game it. could have been exciting six or seven weeks ago. Both teams have been on a sort of a trajectory, and the, the Bears, if they got going a little bit earlier, they'd be they'd be the same position as the Packers. They're only really only two games behind. Uh, it's it's a yeah. super curious game. I've got it really split down the line. I want to see if Cole Command is playing for the Bears. I've, uh, he was out last week. I want to see if he's come back at tight end. It could be the, as simple as these little factors. That it's a good game, and where we know the coach is going to play them properly for the Bears and. They won't make it easy for the Packers to get through. No, but like at least that, where did this game come from? Because the Packers have been performing again recently. They've come back to where we wanted them to be. They've put up 33 points in back-to-back weeks, exactly 33 points. Jordan loves looking in his groove, hasn't thrown an interception in three weeks. But I did read that they have taken 16 interceptions in their last six games. So that pass pressure is there, and that could, you know, you can rattle Jordan Love, you can get under his skin early, 
there's a lot of room for rookie errors. I, I love everything about this game. I, I really It's what I'm going to really focus in on and have a look at because it could go either way. I, I like the quarterback matchup here. They're both on great trajectories. I think they're both... They've looked beautiful over the last three weeks. I think Packers have looked prettier of the two in in, mm, in, in moments. True. And it's like, but I just, I feel the Bears winning here. I don't know. Uh, I've, I've gone Bears here. I just think their defense is going to get the pressure on Jordan. Okay, that's, well, I've been 50-50, so to, to balance it out, I'll go the Packers. So let's do that. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> oh, I'm excited for this one. It's going to be a good matchup. And as you said, come out of nowhere. I'm keen for a week 18 show. Give it to me for all the glory, for all the bickies. All right, Cad. So we're going into the biggest segment of our week 18 preview, and it is the deciders. So this is the this is your divisions that haven't decided who's the boss or who's the king or who's the queen, whichever way you want to describe them. We've still got a lot of skin in these games, and we're going to kick it off with the AFC East, Cad. So who have we got here? I think we've got the big one in my eyes, straight from, oh. from the top. <laughs> oh, it's exciting. It's the big it's, one. It's, it's the, the battle. Shelf, right? <laughs> it's the battle for the AFC East division title, and a spot in the playoffs comes down to the Dolphins hosting the Bills, already that home ground advantage for the Dolphins that we're terrified of. Now, last time we saw this matchup in week four, the Bills demolished the Dolphins 48-20 to in Buffalo. Let's kind of talk about how these teams are performing now, though, homie. Bills collected recent wins, but they've not really been playing that well, in all honesty. Josh Allen had just 50% completion rate uh, last week for no touchdowns, one interception and one sack. He can't risk being average against the Dolphins right now. No, but he's got the luxury of playing the Dolphins. Like they give up over 30 points to teams with a winning season. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so this is the matchup that I'm excited for the Bills because you've got no excuses not to score in this game. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's an exciting matchup, but it's they've got a chance here, Bills, to fix it up offensively and get it done. It's, because it's, the Dolphins, they like to give up the points as much as they like to score. Yeah, it is one of those kind of games that they like to put a hefty amount on, but the other team can still score 30. So it really just comes to an, an output of the offense. Weirdly, this Stefan Diggs thing has continued to go. It's been four weeks, and he's not received more than five catches in any of those games. They've relied on their running game a lot and a rotating group of different receivers for the Bills. Do you think there's an issue there that, is it that Alan Diggs connection that isn't going well? Because they say, oh, Diggs, poor production. He's going to come back. But, I mean, he's not getting the opportunities with the ball. I don't think they're putting it in Josh Allen's hands. So it's they're not really going a heavy heavy throw game. They're going to the run game. to That's given them the – this is what's given them the momentum in this period. They, they've got a formula that's winning for them. They've adjusted. They were losing because it was too much heavily thrown and heavily intercepted and <laughs> fumbles and errors. Yeah. They've gone to a formula that's giving them the ability to control games. I don't see it changing. I don't I don't think it's a negative on the Bills that they, they'll hit it when they need to. Mm. I think and that's I don't the think thing they needed like, to over the last two weeks. You'd still expect the top receiver, despite the run game, to be digs. But at the moment, it's been either Dalton Kincaid one week or Gabe Davis the next week or some other guy we've never really heard of in the top four receivers. Is Diggs going to do... Do you predict there's some game-winning... Long ball here. Do you, do you have hopes on this that? Is, this is this is where I start to see teams trolling everyone. And you can start, like, this is the week from here onwards, 
you're going to be introduced to players you never heard of before. Yeah. <laughs> you will be like, where is this? Bird? Like the, the plays expand, the options expand. You don't play your, your trump cards now. I, I feel like the Bills are holding it for, it might be this week as well. So, because they've got everything to play for in this game, Cat. Well, the Dolphins, let's move on to them. They have won some tough games, but also recently were obliterated by the Ravens. Tua's been playing well. There were some concerns about his throwing arm that he sustained a shoulder injury in last week. Only thing I've seen so far on this homie is that Mike McDaniel has said, this isn't a huge blip on my radar right now. A possible translation is it isn't of major concern. He'll be fine. Or is he just downplaying it? We don't really know. But currently on their depth chart and on their roster, Tua, Mostert and Waddle are questionable. We know questionables can change very quickly, but it is something to keep an eye out though because it is a big concern for this offense. Yeah, the injuries are the major concern here for the Dolphins. That's what I've put the balance on. I do worry that they're not walking into this game with confidence or health, and mm. that's two bad things. When you, you know, Also, they kind of don't need to win, which is another weird factor for them. Yeah. So how much are they really going to want to put out there in terms of a game they'll, if they lose, they still make it through the playoffs. I know I've said last week that they're two teams that won a home final, but like when it gets to the when it gets tight, are they going to really want to push it? Yeah, it's it, do you go for it all or do you just play safely and say we're going through anyway? We're going to rest them regardless. We're going to be better with an all healthy team, as you said with the Rams, I believe, or the Lions. But you know, we'll see where it goes. I think the balance comes out here that the Dolphins' defense, I think, are more prepared to contain the Bills' offense than the Bills will be to contain the Dolphins' offense. And I know you mm. said they allow a lot of yards, but I think the Dolphins are going to probably have a bit more freedom there. If everyone is healthy, That I think they can run past this Bills' defense pretty easy. My big concern, though, is that the Dolphins choke in a big game after being a bit rattled by those pesky Ravens. Yeah, we, we see it far too often for the Dolphins when they play a good opponent that they... Well, even is it really choking because it's like we don't expect them to yeah perform. maybe it isn't choking they're just actually not yeah. that good which may be harder yeah. to acknowledge that they're not as good as we want them to be yeah and it's like the, we've seen the other teams tested and and succeed with ravens the 49ers they're all going through with all these tests they've ticked a lot of boxes the dolphins haven't ticked those boxes yet and the bills have probably been a hot team in the last half of the season compared to the dolphins i'm i'm going with the bills here Ooh. But, but you know what I do love? We're, by the time this game kicks off, because it's the last of the round, mm. we're going to know exactly what the Bills need to do. Yeah. So they could potentially lose and go out. And I think that's amazing to know <laughs> before this game starts. Oh, man. The, the amount of teams, like we already saw it when uh, the 49ers were watching the Eagles result last week. But the amount of teams that will have phones up, scores being told to them because they need to know what's happening around the league, that'll be right in the coach's headset. You don't have to win this game or you des- desperately need to win this game. Are you a, like an EPL fan where everyone plays at the same time or are you, are you happy with this kind of structure where we sort of play uh, it through? Give me give me inch and mile because we're going to learn so much news and I think everyone gets excited like our text rate will be going off. I'm sure we'll be like, they only need to do this and you'll learn if you know, you've know you got the commentary on, which you well should. They're going to keep you up to date all the way through the game and when you get to the fourth quarter, and this game's run a little longer than the game that's currently going on somewhere else there. The commentator goes, all right, this is just in. The result of that game has happened. These guys need to win desperately, or they can't tie it here, and it's looking for a tie. Like, it just builds this so much tension and excitement. Yeah, because I, I like the EPL structure where they play every single game the same starting time for mm. the last round. And it's like, I know the AFL been flirting with it, 
And I thought with a floating fixture, they might do it as well in the NFL. But obviously, we've we've staggered it slightly, so we'll know some of the results. Unless they put all those games on our Sunday. (laughs) I don't want it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was really hoping for all of them to be on Saturday (laughs) so we could just sit back and relax on Sunday. But it's a cracking game here, Cad. Did you say you were going? Hmm? Did you say who you're going for? Yeah, I'm going to back the, the Dolphins here. So we're, oh. we're opposed again. Oh. Mm. Oh, I like mm. this. Week 18, baby. It was split friendships, marriages, <laughs> anything else. <laughs> Podcasts, whatever it is. It'll split them up. But one thing that won't split you up is the NFC South. Yes, we're talking about them again. <laughs> this is the last week because there ain't a week 19. So let me, let me give it to you. It's the same scenario as last week. The Buccaneers win, they go through. It's as simple as that. Despite losing last week, they've given themselves a chance and they get the luxury of playing the Panthers. God, what, what, a, what a luxury coach. that is as well, just to get the worst team for the, the one you just you just need to walk through. Just need to walk through, keep everyone healthy. That's And that is a scarier setup for the NFL that I've ever heard. You've been given the easiest matchup and you got to get no injuries. I'll give this little note because it might be good for your little review of the NFC East. The, um, so if the Bucks win this division, they'll either go Eagles or Cowboys on mm. their super wild card weekend. So <laughs> I'd be pretty happy getting them, I must say. That'd be a pretty good outcome. <laughs> but uh, we know this South will not do what we want them to. It's likely the <laughs> Panthers will be beaten by the Bucks. So what? Are, what's the other games? Yes, the Saints are versing the Falcons. Oh, so, man. yeah. Oh, we've got two teams on very different trajectories here. The Saints are coming off a three out of four last game wins. The Falcons are on a losing streak of one out of the last four, I think it is. <laughs> so it's it's a battle of the bottom of the barrel here. I do hate that they all still have a chance. So if the Bucks lose and the Falcons win, they go through. Yep, that's crazy to think, isn't it? Yep. If the Bucks lose and the Saints win, they go through. Obviously, if the Bucks win, they go through. And there's still a sneaky chance they can. This whoever, if the Saints win, they might get through on percent. Nah, that's still a lie. They can't get through. I lied. <laughs> I was waiting to say they have not. It's pretty pretty close to not even be a winning season. So we've got a mixed bag here. I've got the Saints beating the Falcons. I think they're just the stronger of the two teams. We've said it all season. Yep. Uh, it's never. It's not. Bad. It's not necessarily been true all season, but we have said it all season. Well, we get to this point, and it's it's <laughs> they're above them. So <laughs> we called it. <laughs> and I've got the Bucks beating the Panthers, so they should go through. Goodbye, NFC South. Thank you for the memories. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna forget them as quickly as I can. I'm gonna go Saints, and I'm gonna go Bucks here. The, the Falcons never do what I want them to do, so I could see an upset coming through there. And yeah, I know. It's completely I've irrelevant. pretty much set it up for them to win. <laughs> All right, we've gone to the NFC South. Now let's go to the AFC South, homie, with the Jags versus Tennessee. Yeah, I'll, I'll hit it off with Jackson versus Tennessee. So another sort of scenario, pretty similar here. You win, you're in. Mm. So the Jags have got the upper hand in the AFC South in these matchups. So obviously Jacksonville versus Tennessee, pretty pretty weak opponent here and they've already they're at the top of the division so if they win they clinch the division and it's over to the others to sort out their stuff from there should you go to that matchup now okay well yeah i'll give you the matchup it's the colts versus texans with it all on the line based on that jags result and if houston win and the jags lose they clinch the afc south title if colts win and the jag lose 
they clinched the AFC South title. So it's all tied together here, homie. I must say, this Colts-Texan game, it's one of the feature games of the weekend, though. Mm. What a cracker. Oh, it's, it's okay. going to be a huge game. I think I should note as well that regardless of the Jags' result, uh, whoever wins the Colts-Texans games will still go through to the playoffs. Uh, on top of this, I think it's just one of the closest matchups all week. Yeah, it's a really hard one to gauge. The two quarterbacks like have led these teams all season. We've got CJ Strude, Stroud, <laughs> last show. Got it. You, 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 got you'll it. learn his name. Good job. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Well done. That's what happens when he had a concussion. I said it didn't say for two weeks, and I lost it again. Thanks, CJ. I appreciate that. But it's like these quarterbacks will win the game. One of them will win it for them. It's going to be a great matchup. Also, I've loved the Texans' defense over the last week or so as well. I think yeah. they're really growing. Um, it's a really good matchup, Kat. I think it's really interesting. I went to go look back, and it's kind of irrelevant because it was week three, but the Colts won 31-20. to 20. And just think about that. That was only CJ's third start in the NFL. Um, we know the Colts' offense can put up huge numbers. Their defense concerns me as their defense can struggle against higher-ranked offenses like the Texans. Yeah. Return of CJ, I think it spells trouble for the Colts. He looked good with Nico. He looked good with Robert Woods last week. I think we're looking at a score fest here. Everyone's putting this down to a field goal. I don't know who to go for. I'm really struggling here because I I, I I don't know even who I want to go through as we alluded to last week. I yeah, this is an emo- It's become an emotive game, hasn't it? It's like we're we picking on who you want to go through because you win, you're in. Yeah, and that's right. Like, and it's like, who do I actually, because I'm enjoying Gardner Minshaw. I'm enjoying the Texans as an overall brand. Mm-hmm. I think they've had incredible development. So, ooh, who do I actually want to go through? Yeah, you got to get on like Gardner's seemingly such a hero and CJ's a great story. But I'm going to, oh, we're going to have to pick someone here. I, I think I do want to go Colts, but I'm going to go Texans. I'm with you with the Texans. I think... I, it is hard though. It's breaking my heart. This game, it's a cracker. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, and obviously, I've got Jacksonville winning. But if you want to mix it, mix it up, maybe Jacksonville lose, and then we're on it. We're on then. We're really on then. That would be. Yeah. And like you know, who knows with the Jags? They've been up and down this year, and the Titans just seem on the edge of winning most of their games for the first half at least. Was there an article about Tennessee Titans coach that he's not coming back next year? Or? Mike Vrabel? No, I haven't seen anything like that. I know I just saw that he was kind of talking about how it's disappointing. Uh, all I saw was the headline quote saying, it's not fun to lose, which is a, a no-da from me. Yeah. I thought, I think I grabbed a headline where they're looking at, like they're going to review it pretty heavily after the offseason, which oh, we knew yeah. anyway. Interesting. Well, we'll have to keep an eye on the coaching carousels. It's, the bells start to ring. Let's go over now to the NFC East. And, homie, you're kicking us off with the Giants versus Eagles. Yes, the Eagles playing to clinch the division title last week and oof, did not get it done. We all knew what happened there. But uh, Philly is not the team we're seeing. They were 10-1 and one, and they've now... And the 49ers just broke them. <laughs> they did, didn't they? They really that's did. A, that's a good, that is a good point. And uh, we knew that they had a tough run home, but they've lost their mojo. They've lost their style. And it's left me pretty concerned, actually. Uh, the Giants pushed the fly, uh, high-flying Rams last week, you know, nail-biter, mm-hmm. which only lost by a lack of a two-point conversion and the inability to kick a field goal. I'm more concerned about what Philly need to show us than if they win or lose and take the division because I think they... I think even if they scrape into the playoffs, like what team are we going to see, Cad? Uh, they're not running the ball. They're trying to be a 
throw heavy offense, which doesn't, I don't think suits them. No. And it's like, they're getting banged up by all teams now. And it's like their defense has been pretty poor. I do think they win this comfortably and they should keep their, the chances alive if the Cowboys misstep. But I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll let you get into the Cowboys game, but I want to come back and see if you think they're where they actually sit overall. Oh, okay. Well, let's go to the Cowboys versus Commanders. Cowboys kind of in the same scenario as uh, the Bucks taking on the Panthers here. They've got Commanders. All they have to do is win. Doesn't matter if the Eagles win their matchup. If they win this game, they are divisional championships and one up on the Super Bowl team of last season. Cowboys victory is one of the most favoured this week, Colmy. I think the odds makers put it with a line of about 13 points. Uh, the Eagles would need a miracle for the Commanders to come through for a win here. And I hope to prepare a situation for you that, you know, how the Commanders could do this. But I've kind of typed it out and I was like, it's just a pipe dream. I think you just, a lot of things have to go wrong for the Cowboys and right for the Commanders. So the, the Cowboys put 45 to 10 when they played the Commanders last year, uh, last year in November. I think the Cowboys are here, strong early lead, and then they rest their starters on in the fourth quarter. No, they're on the road. They're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> Against the Commanders. Oh, I was looking for so many with these games in general. I was looking for something as well, and the commanders are just. I would love to for our last week in the um to have gone charges and commanders as like a combo. <laughs> That's a good multi. That's a good one. Well, I think I think if you put them to win, it could I think it get you about six dollars. Yeah, but it's just not going to happen. There, <laughs> I just cannot see the Cowboys misstepping. I feel like they after. They almost missed that last week and that the relief of that game probably is their ooh, moment. So mm. they should be able to they should step up for this game and dominate pretty hard early. Do you think realistically for the coach of the Eagles and then the GM and everyone there, they're looking at like, well, we're only really playing this Giants Eagles game, see if we can clinch the number one spot and get a home game. But the Cowboys are up against the Commanders. You know, are they thinking, how realistic is this? If, if the Cowboys are clearly ahead in their game, I don't even know if these games line up at the same time, but if you knew the result, would you just start benching your starters at halftime, knowing the Cowboys are just going to take it? Well, we're sort of leaning earlier. And it's like, but do do the Eagles need this as a bit of a training, a freshen up as well? Like, do they need to perform in a good full quarter game? Because yeah. they haven't done it for a while. And it's uh, let's see if they do match up in terms of their... Um, their timing because I, I agree with you. I do think that if if it's if you see a the uh, Cowboys like normal smashing like yeah. forty to twelve and it's like yeah get them off. Like, yeah, would and you, look, we've said that the Eagles have been tired ever since that slew of hard games from the 49ers. Maybe they do need a week off regardless, and this is their their week to get it. Yeah, so they are both in the so the Dallas Cowboys will be at our eight twenty five. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going before. Oh, the Eagles Giants the the lunch game. Not both at eight twenty five, so Ooh. you'll have that advantage. Yeah, <laughs> that's an you can definitely one. turn off. Oh, that's an interesting one. All right, well that's oh doesn't that oh that makes it interesting for you tipping though too. It does because New York. Who gives up? They, they played really well last week. Yeah. Oh. Dexter. Who are you going to go with then? You're backing Eagles, I'm sure, and you're surely backing Cowboys. I have to back the Eagles. You can't. No, nah, you can't. Because the alternative is if, if the Cowboys are behind at halftime, they're going harder, right? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, they, but, you know, that's a really, really risky I alternative. Now. Bring it home, Sam. Now. <laughs> One last time for the official team of the onside fund. Let's get it done.
Well, it's the end of the game, Solmy, but we thought we'd have a little bit of a chat. Um, I saw that a memo got sent around to all the teams on eligibility and, and how you tell the ref. Can you tell me a bit more about that? Oh, this is a big troll, by the way, just because... So it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty standard. So the NFL on Tuesday sent out a memo to the clubs, you know, how to report your eligible players. Um, <laughs> this is being reported by the NFL Network Insiders. And then the memo included <laughs> an example of Skipper. So not from the game with the Cowboys, but the week before where oh, he did it properly. And I was like, that's, that's a bit harsh. That's like, rude. you can't be doing that. But they basically told us how to how to do it, Cad. Um, so the memo said it noted that an offensive player numbered 50 to 79 or 90 to 99 is permitted to line up as an eligible pass receiver, but the player must immediately report and change in his status to the referee. The referee will then inform the defence and make an announcement to the stadium. The video then was of Skipper doing it properly. <laughs> oh, really? That's so they've oh, attached a video to it? Yeah, yeah, just like this. Yeah. Oh, that's just... It's so dirty to use the Lions as the example there after they, they just got screwed over. I did see, I think, that the, the refing team will actually be able to do some of the playoffs yeah, there. Yeah, they will be. It's. I think this is a bad story running into the playoffs for the um, for the NFL and the refs. I think they need to really fix it up quickly because yeah. I did not hear that announced at the stadium. If that's a step uh, in their it was, process. It was not announced at the stadium for either player who they thought yeah. declared eligible or not. The refs screwed up there. There's no way there's innocent parties on both sides here. I just love how they keep critiquing the Lions. So it's like he didn't like put his hands properly on his like number to show him. And it's like, Oh, come on. <laughs> it's, it, it's a good one. I, I enjoy, I really do want to get those mics. Surely someone's got, surely someone we were talking off air on this. Surely someone's got those big dish microphones that they point and that's how they get a lot of the audio that we hear. They surely have audio of that somewhere and they may very politely by the NFL officials be asked to bury that audio. Oh, I just think, I think it's gone. <laughs> we'll have to go to the archives in 10 years when they have to release it. Freedom of information. Come on, America. You're all about that. Get it out to if, us. If any team can bounce back from that and use it to fuel them, it's Dan Campbell's line. So maybe, maybe this is a I credit. still think they won. I still think I they still won. I still think they won as well. And I rarely go against the refs here, but you know, you win some calls, you lose some, but that's a rough call. What about someone else who's been punished for naughty behavior here, homie? Okay, I know everyone wants to know, what's it cost to throw a beer over a Jags fan? <laughs> I've been wondering all season. You were tempted <laughs> well, as well, I know. But you yeah, stopped, it, you didn't know how much it would cost you. Yeah, I, I had the cider ready because I thought it might have been cheaper. But apparently <laughs> it's going to cost you 300 grand. <laughs> the owner for the Panthers, David Tepper. Uh, is that how I pronounce Yeah, Yep, Tepper? David Tepper, yep. Yeah, he's been fined for unacceptable conduct when he threw a beer out of his corporate bucks on a Jags fan at halftime. And he said um, he was regrettable for his actions and he should have let security take care of it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a great one, Gud. 300 great. One. And look, yeah, I think fair enough. No coach should be doing that. It's poor behavior, poor sportsmanship and everything. I kind of feel that David needed that, though. I think I hope that he feels better after he did that. All reports, he is a weird guy. Like, he is a, <laughs> oh, quite a, a weird guy. He's so, a weird cat, yeah. <laughs> but if you, I feel like if you own an NFL team, like 300 grand, that's like 10 bucks, right? Yeah. Like, 
he ain't, he ain't phased. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll give you three hundred yeah, grand. I'll no do worries. it again. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so, who they got this week? Look out, Buccaneers. <laughs> Buccaneers could be trash. They might love it. Who knows? All right, Cad. You've got your fantasy final. Yep. This week, if you win, I'm going to make a special drink to drink on the next episode. So. Oh, okay. Special because drink. Is it mayonnaise and coffee? It might be. It might be. <laughs> but, you know, we made that rule early in the season. You know, it was kind of if what it was when we played each other, but we've kind of let it slide. So just good because I lost. My, <laughs> I lost my final series, so you've got a chance of winning yours. So. Let's put it on the line. Oh, and, um, good. I'm excited. I'm actually. If you take it, I'll drink the drink. If not, maybe you drink the drink. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll take that. I'll take that odds because if I lose at this point, things are going to go pretty damn bad for me anyway. Nothing could be made worse by coffee. And but it's week 18, baby. It's Anything week can happen. Woo. All right. Let's wrap up this show. Thank you for listening to this episode of Onside Punt. Remember, whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started on your NFL journey, we've got you covered. Remember to subscribe to our podcast review and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Onside Punt. Thanks, homie. Thanks, Cad. Good luck, mate. I'm looking forward to watching you drink it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. <laughs>